Welcome back to the 715 Podcast, everybody. Very special guest today, Mr. Coach Bobby Diaz is on. It's been a long time in the making to get him on the podcast. For about a year now, since I started the Pine Podcast, we wanted to have Coach Diaz out here. Coach, I'm so happy you can finally get on. It's great to see you guys. It's good to see you, Grant. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. It's fun to talk. Uh, talk. Yeah. You can just get out in front of a couple cameras, talk, and have a nice conversation uh, with a big mentor in my life right now. Coach Diaz is our defensive coordinator at Memorial and uh, also a teacher there. So, Coach Diaz, why don't you give the rundown a little bit of just kind of what your day-in and day-out job at Memorial would be, let's say, in the fall during football season. Oh, it's busy, busy, yeah. busy. Uh, during, during the school day, I usually work with kids that you know need to work on some reading and, and writing skills and things like that, and I teach uh, two English classes. Uh, at lunch, I have a lot of players in my room. We go over uh, things for the week and what we're putting yeah. in, you know, the scheme, so forth, talk about our opponent, watch film. That's been kind of a fun thing being at Memorial my first year back coaching there uh, is that the, the players, a lot of the players come in and they, we have food. We have a different yeah. menu uh, almost every day. But the constant's peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly, so it, it, it's, it's good. That's, what, you know, that's pretty much it. And then we're out in the practice field, and you know how that goes. That's a grind. And then we get ready to play who we're going to play. Yeah. He always touches up on peanut butter, and last night just I opened up my jar of peanut butter and just finished the dang thing. I had two tablespoons. Coach Diaz says two tablespoons before you go to bed. Good source of protein um, that way. But um, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen this year for football season? It's just so up in the air right now. Kind of where do you think we're at with everything? I don't know. It'd be like a roulette wheel in Vegas. I mean, you could just spin and see where the number <laughs> lands, and hopefully you, it yeah. gets picked. I don't – honestly, I don't know, Grant. I, it's just a tough call right now. I get it. You know, the pandemic is, is real, so I, I get the quarantine and stuff, and I'd hate to see us go into the season and lose it because uh, one of us and, – and that's nobody's fault. It just could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's quarantined, and there you go. You're out 14 days like yeah. right away. So, you know, I'm, I'm pushing for, for the spring. I know that I have a cousin back in California. His son in California, in SoCal, they're going to be playing uh, in January. Granted, they have web, yeah. you know, weather and everything, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we we can still get it done. I mm-hmm. think it just takes effort and, and being positive about it. And, um, you know, because what are we going to do about the, the guys down south? I mean, you yeah. have Dane County that's not going to be involved in Milwaukee. Public schools are probably not going to be any of those mm-hmm. schools that way. And then... Yeah, and you were just mentioning Franklin in that area; they're hot spots. And so, yeah, I just don't want to see football uh, get cut short because of us making a hasty decision. That's just yeah. me. Yeah, football is just a different sport in those regards that you don't get a lot of travel type football, especially up this way. Whereas um, in baseball, and I was just thinking about this the other day, if we were able to move baseball to the summer, yeah, some kids would be able to play summer baseball, but th- nobody can play travel summer football up here in wisconsin it's just not a thing and that high school football is really the only opportunity that kids get to get out and play football where basketball you can get aau baseball you can travel and so having the season canceled for football would be a huge deal because it's a big impact in building character also Mm -hmm. and i think something that you do very well coach diaz is you build that character that um killer mindset that we call it the african dog mindset (laughs) where to go out and attack things and um I've been very grateful to have D- Coach Diaz the last year, and now we'll have him hopefully this senior year, hopefully in the spring, like he said. Um, but when did you realize – how long have you been coaching, first of all? Let's just start there. Oh, my gosh. It goes it goes back to 1981, my first coaching assignment by Elmer Mater. I got out of the military, uh, and I went in and asked my head coach, and he says, yeah, sure, come on, you can be a freshman coach, and, and bump me up to varsity during the varsity games. And that it was South Torrance High School. Um, you know, I wasn't the greatest football player back then. I was a great team player. Played everywhere they wanted me to play. I was on all special teams and so forth. Uh, when you're only five foot six now, I used to be five foot eight. I'm shrinking now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's you know, it, it was 1981, and then I went from there uh, to Mirrorlest High School, which is a, a classmate of mine. Her dad was the head coach there. Coached there for a while. Then the next thing I'm at Wisconsin. I came to Wisconsin and. Um, started uh, at Chippewa Falls, to be honest okay. with you. So uh, yeah, I've I've had a, a array of teams I've went, yeah, that I've went to coach at. You know, went there and and it's been fun. A lot of great experience. A lot of great coaches I've coached under. You know, you're well aware that I coached at Menominee, 
under yeah. Coach Labuda, which you know that's why he's going to be a Hall of Famer this this next year. Uh, they're going to induct him. And great, great program. I was in Thorpe. I was at Regis, where we had a state title. Um, I mean, I'm all over this, but it, it's been a great, great experience. Um, yeah. Got a number of titles as far as Big River titles, Clover Belt titles. Um, our team in high school, uh, we were the first team to make the playoffs in the history of the school in 1976. Uh, don't laugh, I'm old. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a, a long career, and a lot of it's been in, in Wisconsin, which I enjoy Wisconsin football. Yeah. I think you guys here uh, could really uh, compete out there, and they're starting to now with the rest of the, um, you know, big Texas and Florida mm-hmm. and California, uh, where I'm from. And I see that that could ha- it's happening now, and you just got to embrace it, you know, that yeah. you're going to compete and want to play at the next level and not just settle for all just, you know, nothing against the smaller schools, but if you really have an ambition to play at the NFL level, then you're going to have to have big dreams big ideas and big work i call it you know yeah so yeah it's it's since 1981 that was my first time um, okay and so that was uh, in california right in california okay. and then i went back and i was a head coach in linwood compton area okay yeah i used to pick up a, a kid that was uh he was all confident he we had to bargain and barter for his conference uh he was he was probably the mvp of the league while he trailer great linebacker kind of like reminds me athletic he was a six three two you know 215 and he can run yeah and agility wise and while he was just i used to pick him every day in south central and go to uh linwood compton right and just right there pick him up every day and and he, he him and i still are in contact right now and we talk and he goes coach you saved my life and i go well football saved me too so it's just paying it forward you know yeah. mm-hmm. and giving it back to the to the guys so um yeah, it, that was that was interesting, Linwood. Uh, a lot of bet. crazy things happened there in football. Uh, uh, it was almost like the uh, tombstone, you know, Wild Wild West. There, um, mm-hmm. our principal was murdered. Oh my! Second year I was there. Uh, <laughs> kids, it wasn't uncommon at Linwood that if somebody was firing gunshots as we got out of school, you're talking four thousand kids. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and you know some great athletes. Uh, all the boys. They weren't the greatest students, you know. Yeah. And sometimes they're quite. You could question the character and things. Yeah, they lived a rough life, you know. Yeah. You know and, but they try to get out. The thing that they're going to get out was sports. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my um, running backs, uh, Lamar Myers, he uh, scored five touchdowns in a game. Great running back, highly recruited. He ended up coming home. He was at a school, and I think in Missouri, I believe. I, I might have to check fact check that, but. Well, he yeah. told me that he was uh, with a friend, and he, his friend got shot. He went to help his friend, and he was shot in the back, and he, now he's paralyzed. We call him the ghost. Uh, that was his nickname. Because they couldn't he, catch him or what? Him. Well, I, there's other reasons why. He, <laughs> he, he, uh, Lamar had this chalky skin, and, and one of the, my uh, Zeph Lee, who played for the Raiders, he was on my staff. He uh, he nicknamed him that. I go, why you call him the ghost? He goes, well, look at he's all chalky. <laughs> we used to tell him, get some lotion on. You know? And Lamar's a great kid, and so... You know, that that was a great experience. I learned how to coach great athletes there, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. to be, you know, to be great athletes. They taught me a lot there. And uh, that's where I really, I learned football from a lot of coaches. But in in that area, when you're working with, uh, you know, big athletes, yeah. big time athletes. And so, you know. It's, yeah. So could we back up a little further then? Because you said you um, came out of the Army and then coached right away. So when did you go into the Army and then? Let's just say, like, when, like, can you talk a little bit about your process, let's say, like, after high school and then, like, going into the Army or what you did? Yeah, I was, uh, I'm a retired uh, yep. sergeant, right, uh, and a ranger, very proud of that. Um, I grew up in inner city, Wilmington, it's called, in the port of Los Angeles, and we had a tough go. My family's pretty big out there. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I could say there's probably 300 people I'm related to out there just in our family alone. They're all longshoremen. So growing up in in that neighborhood, you know, there was always a lot of bullying going on and things, you know. Yeah. So you had you had to really uh, it was it was survival mode a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, my dad got sick early on, so I was like the head of the household, and mom had to work jobs at night. So yeah, it was inner city, and then we moved uh, several times, being in the projects twice, and then we got lucky, and my mom met somebody that uh, loved all his kids and took us to a 
a very affluent neighborhood near the beach nice. where there wasn't the um you know all the pressures of being yeah. in inner city where you got mm-hmm. everybody fighting for the same food and money yeah. and things you know it it, it was different it, it, everything that you see on tv you know boys in the hood type stuff you know yeah uh it's that way there and so we got lucky um uh, i attribute any success to joe austin who was my head coach he was great and all the teachers there at south torrance they took us under the wings uh was when yeah. you know very few mexicans in you know being hispanic uh descent very few mexicans that were in the school so there was there, there wasn't the the trials that i had in the inner city opposed to by the beach yeah. but it, it was great um after i after football we, we did had some fun things we went to the playoffs we lost our first game, but we we, we uh, uh, did a good job. You know, we, mm-hmm, did, we mm-hmm. got the team uh, catapulted to where it needed to go for the future. Yeah. In fact, they won a championship this year, South Torrance, nice. CIF, and they played in the final game for the state title, but they lost that. But great, you know. And yeah. interesting enough, some of the kids that I was on, that were on the team, and the dad that, that that stood up for me in family night, his grandson was on the team. He was a big time player, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. But. Um, uh, I got sidetracked there. Um, oh, so right after right after high school, I floundered a little bit. You know, kind of wanted to go to college. Couldn't really afford it. I thought, you know, I didn't I didn't understand the grants and stuff. You yeah. know, that were there, and so I got in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> Not a little bit of trouble. It was a lot of trouble. <laughs> so I was gonna. Uh, I was in uh, this day. I just everybody knows it. Uh, I was sitting in a jail cell waiting to see what was gonna happen to me. One of, we we were we were kind of crazy kids in the by the beach and we had a motorcycle that somebody had sold us that was from the docks that was not uh, it was yep. a stolen motor to yep. be honest with you right so the yeah. detective comes in and i had been talking to recruiters i was wanting to go in to the military and i figured hey you know what we need to do something i need to yeah get out of this rut and so the next thing i know um detective comes in and sitting there waiting in fact, I didn't even get caught with a motorcycle. It was my buddy, and he ratted us all out. But that's yeah. good. I'm glad he did because I, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah. So the next thing I know, him, he comes in and takes. Um, what do you want to do? You want to go this way? You want to go that way? And that way was with a recruiter. Next thing you know, within a week's time, I was on a plane, or actually, I was in it, it, giving my right hand up and, and saying the oath, and then. Um, I was on a plane to Dallas Fort Worth, and Dallas Fort Worth on a puddle jumper to the Ozarks, and I was at Fort Leonard Wood. And the jump school, AIT, and then I went to the Ranger Battalion uh, that winter, yeah, that Christmas, Dang. after 77, 78. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, uh, but I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh, there's so many benefits of being a veteran, and the things that I did there were great. The Ranger Battalion was, uh, believe it or not, you guys do a lot of my mentality, a lot of my attitudes with you guys, is it, it comes from... Yeah. Uh, the Ranger Battalion more so mm-hmm. than even football. Mm-hmm. People say that football's got the, oh, this this fraternity and so forth is, is phenomenal, and I believe it. But being in a, in a special unit, you know, like the Ranger Battalion, where your life depends on your buddy yeah. mm-hmm. and the other 11 guys, and, and it's it, it's like a football team's 11 and you have 11, 12 guys on a reinforced infantry squad, um, you know, that that's where you, that's where you know who, you're, who you are you guys are you know yeah. mm-hmm. if you're not going to run you know you're going to sit there and wait for your buddy so yeah uh, it's a great experience yeah that is that's that's cool and then um coach diaz has brought up a couple times a little stories but um i've never really got to hear in depth of those kinds of stories so that was really cool for me to hear <laughs> um but uh so then after you got out of the rangers how long were you in the rangers then i was just under just just over three years actually okay. over three years I was injured in a parachute. Oh. Okay, an Abrams DZ, and it was a combat jump, uh, a simulated combat jump. It was right before we were going to go to Panama. And um, I uh, got hooked up, hung up to a Chinook helicopter, CH-47. It's like the ones with the twin blades, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're long. Well, it was a night jump, 1,200 foot, full combat load, including ammo and everything. We were really going out. We are going to do a lot of live fires and that, and... We were going to hump to where we needed to go. And at the time, I was in a, a weapons uh, squad, which was a um, uh, 60 machine gun. But we all had to carry mortar rounds. We all had, you know, we had bandoliers of, of ammo. And so we jumped yeah. that night. And what happened, there was a hesitation in the stick. 
And the stick is you have a number of guys jumping. And our squad was jumping. There was two squads actually jumping out of that one chopper. And they were coming out. And it was a hesitation. And my feedback tray has this 18-foot static line mm -hmm. that pulls your shoot out. Well, it got wrapped around my leg. So when I jumped, as I walked off, because you usually walk off out of a chopper. The other one, you just fly out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in this case, I just walked off, and I got hung up. And next thing I know, my leg is up behind my head. Mm -hmm. I'm hanging there at 1,200 feet, seeing twin blades, red lights. So yeah. into that night, yeah. so, you know, and I'm just like, okay. The command or the, the, the signal for I'm okay is hand here, hand in reserve, and then get ready to pull. So I started to do that, but I looked at my chute, and I looked up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. the My suspension lines are all, like, uh, melted together. Okay, and my chute was kind of like semi-deployed, and it was over my reserve, and I just go, oh, no, I can't do that. I pulled my hands down and just laid there. Yeah. Next thing you know, I had to be landed, and I don't remember after that. I was out. I was really? concussed, I said, for days after that, and fractured both my hips, my L5, and uh, my body hasn't been the same since. Wow. <laughs> Hence, wow. I'm disabled. I'm at, I'm at 80% now. I'm probably going to be 100 by the time it's all done and said, but... But I ended up being a, uh, becoming a sergeant in the, in the deal afterwards. So I kept humping mm -hmm. until my body couldn't take it anymore. Because the, the rigor uh, of being a U.S. Army Ranger is, there's nothing yeah. like it. I mean, SF, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty trying mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. So once I was injured, it, it, it was just a matter of time that I yeah. wouldn't be able to continue. And, you know, it, it's really sad because that's, it's almost like these great units, you know, it's like once you become that casualty, so to speak, you're just like, okay, a dead man walking. Yeah. You know, you're on a lily pad now, and it's waiting to get to the next unit. Mm -hmm. And so then after that, they sent me to my on my dream sheet, they call it. They, they were going to send me to, um, I wanted to go to Hawaii. Well, they sent me the opposite. I went to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they sent me for them, what, less than what, 12 months or so, they for that deployment, and I went there, and it was great. I loved Alaska, Fort Rainwright. Yeah. And I still jumped. So, okay. and like 52 jumps, majority of them at night. And Why do they do them at night so you can... The enemy can't see you. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> what I was figuring. Most combat jumps are 1,200 to 1,000 feet, maybe 800 in some cases, depending on how you're coming in. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. And mass tacticals, there's times we'd have the whole battalion, which is 500, jumping with C-130s wow. or 141s. They do it. There's a different aircraft they use now. But, uh, oh, my gosh, I, I, w I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was just yeah. the best time ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we used to play some games, Grant, that you would love, that I'd love to have <laughs> us play. And, 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 you know, we'd play Capture the Flag, but we'd be dragging guys through the woods. We'd play with these big old balls, and we'd have two teams, two squads on each side just pushing them over and guys would get ran over yeah <laughs> we played american ball they called it's a it's a form of rugby where basically you have two volleyballs going at once and some guys in the end zones on both ends and you're just tackle the guy <laughs> you know the, yeah. there's names that we call you know other names that we use for that but everybody would be tackling the one guy and you just give up the ball and yep. try to throw it and that's what we do for um pe yeah or you know five uh you know a five mile run or mm -hmm. get up early and full combat load with weapons and not so much um the ammo but we'd walk for 15 miles force march before breakfast wow. i mean anything yeah. we did was just okay get up if we were on alert we'd get up boom we're gone next thing you know we're on choppers or birds and we're flying somewhere dropping in doing a mission and coming out that's how that's and that's come back. pretty cool uh, we never spent more than a month you know ever months in in, in the field always weeks at a time mm -hmm. and if we did go somewhere it was we were staying there for a while um, in south america i spent a lot of time there so how many different places did you get to travel to do would you say oh gosh all over the country first off uh to europe and to um south america and then we were in the air during uh golden claw uh, with the Iran crisis, we were security. Our group was security, and then they then the chopper went down. That was it. Dang. And we 
you guys, uh, if you're familiar with the history of that. A uh, little bit. Yeah, loosely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that goes way back. <laughs> you yeah. guys weren't even around. I don't think you uh-huh. even, even thought of it probably then. No, probably <laughs> But, not. yeah, it, it was – I um, my success I owe to the United States Army, U.S. Army Rangers, period. Um, they take care of me well. They pay mm-hmm. for my education. In fact, they, they, you know, through tax dollars and all, obviously, but they pay for my son's education So and my children. Yeah. So I'm pretty grateful. And I get yeah. a nice, nice – some of money each month, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm able to have hamburger dinners or, yeah. or lunches for everybody. It's it's because I just want to give back. Yeah, mm-hmm. for what I receive, so you know, humbly. Yeah. So how did you transition and come to Wisconsin in general? Yeah. That that's well, my biggest question. After I was out, I suffered from PTSD pretty, pretty hard, and mm-hmm. so I had to spend time getting myself together in, in the late '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, it's time to make a change. And, you know, honestly, as a kid, I remember this. I was watching Wisconsin play USC in the Rose Bowl way back then. And I saw that W, and it reminded me of my hometown, Wilmington, California. And I said, well, I want, I want to go there. And so I, I happened to meet a girl, mm-hmm. and, which I didn't marry. married somebody else, uh, Katie, because she's loved my life. Yeah. Um, and I flew back to Wisconsin. Um, you know, it was after the last, uh, I, I would say, you know, a treatment facility for PCSD through the VA, right? I had to go in there and take care of business. After that, I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with dealing with this. I'm going to move forward. Yeah. And I left to Wisconsin. I dated this girl for a while, and we didn't end up making it. And uh, went started the process of going back to school. And the VA paid for it, and that's why I met Katie. I met her in abnormal psychology of all places, right? <laughs> so we were, we were, you know, then I became, you know, I was always coaching, so, I, you know, I wanted to be a teacher so that mm-hmm. I could coach. Yeah. And now I like teaching a lot. I always still, I teach to coach. Yeah. Uh, that's just me. Yeah. Um, but that's how, it, that's how it worked, and I got to Wisconsin. I made the mistake, um, and... Uh, the title game, and when Regis was at the state title, and we were the night before, and mentioning how I got here and forgot to mention my wife. So, Katie, I mention you now. You're the <laughs> reason why I'm successful. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it's been a tough journey, mm-hmm. but uh, it's all my saving grace has always been being a part of football, always, and being in the classroom. Yeah, and you see me in the classroom, Grant. You, yeah. Uh, it's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, trying to make it fun. Yeah, I don't have Coach Diaz as a teacher, but I do see him in the halls every once in a while. And he does have, like, one of the nicer classrooms just to kind of go in. And it's nice and open, and you can see everybody in there. And it's pretty in, pretty inviting atmosphere, I would say. So it's not like a big, like, math class where you got to go in and just kind of sit through a lecture or anything. He engages with his students and makes sure that it's a good time, which high school should be that way. So. Um, Coach Diaz, what would you say is one thing that you're most excited for coming up on football season? Or you could do a couple things because I know one thing might be a little tough. Uh, That's football season. Yeah. There's nothing like the grass being cut, you know, in the fall and that smell of green grass. (laughs) Yeah. I grew up with that. And now we have, obviously, we have turf fields, but green grass cut in the morning. Uh, Friday night lights. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the only sport on campus that you have a homecoming, mm-hmm. and you can have three to five thousand people there at a game, and they're going, yeah. kids are going crazy, and they're cheering you on. And mm-hmm. our uh, memorials, uh, student body is unreal. They, they have that one section that they just, they're going hog wild. Yeah, and you know, so yeah, just it's football. Yeah, I mean. I, you, you have a lot of other variables around there that you can say that are good things, but the fact that it's football. Yeah. Um, there's there's nothing. The only thing I can say that's comparison as far as the camaraderie and, and, and the closeness and the things that you sacrifice, it, it would be my military experience. Uh, the only thing is you don't have weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not. You're trying to uh, beat up on the other guy but not kill him. I yeah. Mean, I mean, in the heat of battle, it's different. I mean, you're in. You know, you're you're five inches away from a guy and. He wants to smash you, and you want to, there's nothing. Yeah. And then the whistle blows, and then you go back to mm-hmm. you know, to the next play. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's football. Um, yeah. How about you? 
I would say the fact that it's just football season and it just it's like you said it's just different and it's I play three sports so I do get to experience on a little toned down levels you know the winter carnivals at basketball games or or the just spring um, especially north versus memorial baseball games those get pretty big but um, football is my favorite sport and so to be able to go out there and just play with my brothers and um, it'll be in my senior year too which I think is kind of a big deal and um, just kind of this it'll be like the apex of my career at memorial and just trying to go out on a high note and trying to work as hard as I can right now to make sure that it, it comes a little bit easier and mm-hmm. everything will be set down and ready when season finally comes. So um, the three years that I put into time and trying to build for the senior year and then it'll, it'll finally be here, I think is kind of the big, big thing for me. So Yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why I like the idea of going in the spring so that we have a fighting chance. Yeah. Right now there's too many unknowns. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, unless you've experienced COVID in your house and understand the quarantine process, it's, yeah. it, you, you, you know, and, and not, not to, you know, to perseverate on that, but the bottom line is it, it's, it's taking a risk. Yeah. Cost risk. I mean, yeah. you know, cost benefit, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the guys because I've made relationships, you know. Yeah. You know, I was at Menominee, which is the enemy now. Um, but they're great kids over there, too, and they respect you guys. Yeah. I think you guys, if anything I brought to you this year is to respect your opponent. Yeah. Maybe not on Friday night in the rectangle, as I call it. But yeah. once you're in there, then, you know, it, it's about mm-hmm. winning the game. Yeah. But, you, you know, it's about respecting each other and, and everything that encompasses football. You know, there's, uh, you know... I think it was funny. I remember Schwabi last year, and I, I was joking with him, and he's picking up the entire yeah. other guys running. He goes, "Well, coach, I, you know," and I go, "Hey, I get it, buddy. I'm just, I'm just busting your tail just so we could have some fun with yeah. everything." He goes, "But don't ever do that again," <laughs> you know. They're, they're, those are fun things that yeah. you know we were able to do, and and then you know I know you love the fly drill, those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't love the fly drill. I would want to be running, but uh, it was a great experience um, being on campus, coming off. Uh, out of my classroom into the into the practice field, which you know that's arduous in in its own moment, right? It's like mm-hmm. uh, practice again, but then Friday night we're, we're coming home, win or lose, it's with kids that I see every day, mm-hmm. and I, I whether we win or lose, I, I don't spend a lot of time relishing in either one of those. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm not gonna spend. We got to move forward. We yeah. got another game. And I hope I, I did a good job for you guys that can get you prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a stickler with stats. Mm-hmm. You're well aware of that. Yeah. Send that out to you. Uh, it's like a rabbit. You know, that's why they put snares and where they go, right? Because a creature of habit. Well, offensive coordinators are the same way. Everybody has a characteristic or a little subtlety about them that mm-hmm. you can pick it up. You know, how they move. And that's what's the fun part about football is that, you know, it's 11 guys. Yeah going after another 11 guys and yeah. then, then your entourage on the sideline cheering you on it's just and it's not always fun mm-hmm. you know no. there's, yeah. there's a lot of emotion that goes along with it yeah but there's nothing like it yeah i mean you get you know basketball yeah the crowd's pumped you're pumped but you're not going to go out there and knock your guy down yeah, yeah. if you do it's a foul flagrant too yeah. when you're out right or, yep so in football you can go out there as long as you're not dirty mm-hmm. i don't believe in being dirty but hey uh, there's a fine line to yeah. knocking somebody's block off, so to speak, right? Yeah. So I, that's, that's the one thing that, you know, I love about that sport. Mm-hmm. And then, because there, it's a long training period. So, and you put this whole training period in and you yeah. come to that point where it's just boom. Yeah, yeah it's a delayed gratification sport. Um, I forgot who came, but I think a retired like center from the NFL came and talked to us a couple of years ago. And he said, football is so great because of that delayed gratification where um, you might be play one game, but you have five days to try to build up and prepare. Um, and so whether win or lose, um, you can see how well you prepared um, depending on that outcome and that delayed gratification. And um, honestly, it can be 12 months before, because if you don't put time in the weight room to try to build yourself up and another person does, it's going to be hard to try to make that up in those five days or whatever from when you have to play them, um, and your next game. So I think, you know, in compared to other sports too, that, that the fact that it takes so long to prep for a one team and, um, cause you could have 
where in other sports there's basketball where they're running their offense or whatever, or mm-hmm. a pitcher throws, and I just use those two because those are the ones that I play. Pitcher throws a specific way on a specific count or whatever. Um, you don't you, you play much more frequently in those sports, um, and so it's it's a lot less intense and a lot less in depth than what football would be. So I think that's another reason why I love it. And coach Diaz brought it up where he'll print out stats on if they're on the right hash and they're in this formation, this is most likely what they're going to run. And then we watch film and it, and it is what, what they're going to run. Um, and if you can bring that into game day, that's very important. Um, so, but, uh, another thing with, uh, this whole COVID thing is, um, we were supposed to have contact days this week actually. Um, and those ended up getting canceled because of like we couldn't even hand the ball off or I think, mm-hmm. what was it? Groups of 10 and you just can't practice in groups of 10 because you got 11 players <laughs> that play, <laughs> yes. the, play in the field. So and 11 con- plus because you yeah. have subs that come in. You know. Yeah. You know, I, I give a, uh, speaking of that, I give a, a coach sends a lot of credit for yeah. having the courage to make that decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it says and speaks volumes of his leadership because there's, we have an older staff. We really mm-hmm. do, and we yeah. could be effective. Well, now they're saying that other people can get it too. Younger people can get it as yeah. well. Maybe to not to the point of where you get hospitalized and so forth. But there's always that risk. So he he just said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to make the decision. We'll get, we'll meet other ways. Yep, which is good. We'll be more cognitive. You know, mm-hmm. learning. Yep. Um, and I think you got to give him a lot of credit because that's a hard decision to make. Some other schools are doing it. I just don't understand how you get the work." You know, it's it's such a close proximity, mm-hmm. you know, when you work with an athlete. And I'll be next to Grant out there and, hey, yo, come here and I have my arm around him. Or, or, you know, there's yeah. a lot of, you know, affirmations. That, yeah. You know, yeah. hey, get the, you know, uh, they didn't work out well. Hey, let's go yeah. get it. And, you know, for him to make that decision, I think it, it, it was awesome. I wish WIA would make that decision and just yeah. tell us what we're going to do so we know where to go right now. Yeah. yeah. Not knowing to, where to go. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it doesn't fit well with me personally mm-hmm. because I just, I don't, I want to know yeah. where I'm at, you know, but, um, you know, wherever it lands, it, it's, it's going to be good. We, we've, I look forward to defense this year. We have a, a year learning yeah. and already, and they, they know the expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a player's coach slash taskmaster slash, you know, I'm going to get on you, yeah. but I won't leave you. Mm-hmm. I pride myself in that, and I've learned that from some great coaches, from Belichick to Vince Lombardi, all of them. They never leave their players hanging. So to, from Tier 4 to Tier 1, mm-hmm. you, you always got to give somebody some love. You know, yeah. It's like, hey, you know what? I know I got on your butt. Let's get it now. Okay, coach, I yep. needed that. I needed that, right? And it's like, hey, but you, you always got to leave them with something ha- in mm-hmm. love, and, 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 and affirmation is a good thing. It's a positive thing. I think you... I hope that you're seeing that from me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a practice, uh, that's the tough part. But uh, we like to use that. I like to use that as the, as the chalkboard. Yeah. And we correct a lot of things in that process, which I think might be new. Um, yeah. Some of the things we're doing are, new, you know, the schemes that we're going to do this year. We're adding into We already had it, but we're, you know, we're looking at different ways to present our product out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the more learning you can do uh, and that you can have the kids, you know, that your athletes work, the more, uh, how would I say, they're going to be more involved. Yeah. Okay? Learning, you're always involved. Whether you use yeah. that a lot, and, you know, we're always learning a new blitz or learning yeah. a new movement. You might use it one time. Uh, and not to pick up my, I love EVG very much. We go ahead. Yeah. EVG, this is right for you. And next thing you know, he's like chasing uh, my favorite yeah. saying, chasing the rapala, right? The, the little jig down because he's not going for the real bait. He's going for the, the fake bait, <laughs> yep. right? <laughs> and, and like, what did you do? Oh, my bad, coach. My yeah. bad. Oh, but I Gosh. love him to death. But then, you know, after that, he get, you know, get yeah. it out of his system and we'd go. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was, I read up in a lot of coaches, defensive coaches, and Bill Belichick, like him or not, is one of the ones that I really yeah. follow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing he says is, you know, you got to do your job. You got to be, uh, you can't be selfish. Mm-hmm. And how, 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 you know, I started to think about this. Selfish? What do you mean selfish? On defense? And what he means by that is doing your job. If you don't do your job and you freelance, then you're leaving your buddy out to hang. Mm-hmm. And I really believe in the buddy system, and I yeah. share that with you guys. That you got to, there's, there's tandems 
that work. Uh, there's three tiers, boom. And the yep. linebackers work with the D-line. Yep. And linebackers work with with the, the DBs. And they're all coordinating together. So if I'm selfish and trying to freelance and not covering my gap, yeah. which is very linear when you look at it, mm-hmm. then you're going to put your team um, in jeopardy of, you know, first down, what have you, score. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to tell you, I'm so impressed I've coached defense uh, at championship level and been around some great defensive coaches. And what we did last year as a group collectively, uh, 17 points on average in conference. We put some scares in some people in the big rivers, yeah. that alone. And overall, and it was because we had those big games at the end of the season and one early on with those exceptional athletes from Central, Yeah, uh, we 21 points. Uh, and Bill Belichick, getting back to him, he expects that as his defense. That's one of their goals, to keep. Twenty-one. No, seventeen. Oh, seventeen. Yeah. So overall, it was it was less than two, overall? I think it was twenty-one and then seventeen. So okay. But per game, mm-hmm. you know, and we did a lot of those things. I'm going to up the ante a little bit. We have some different goals, but yeah. What do you think of that? Did you like the fact that we had you know, to keep the score low? It was yeah. different for you. Yeah. Um... It was a little different. We ran a little different defensive concept last year than we did my sophomore year, which was fun to see because we moved a lot more, um, and we were doing all these complex blitzes and stuff like that. But I think that really kept the other team on their heels because a lot of high school, especially offensive linemen, aren't going to understand you know, that they're, if their guy leaves, they think that they're just kind of free, and then all of a sudden you got bowling ball to come down the middle. And... Um, he's got almost a free free roll to the quarterback. So I think um, mixing it up, and that's what we did a lot of last year, I would say, and then playing fast too. You mentioned the, f- the fly drill, um, which is a drill where we just go on our, our uh, on air, 11 on 0, and we call in a blitz or a formation, and we run that as fast as we can, make sure we're all sound, and then we do an up, down, and run um, and pursue the ball. And I think that drill is really important into making sure we can play fast um, and then making sure we can pursue the ball and they can't run down the field. So um, that, that's, yeah. that's pretty much what we do because if you look at it, and you mentioned the African dog, right? Yeah. Okay. And I like that animal. <laughs> I mean, out of all the animals in, in, in the savannah, that one, you can have 30 of those guys, right? And they're chasing the animal down that they need. But one will chase with the other one's leg, and then he'll drop back, and the other one will chase. And they work together and yeah. you and coordinate, and then they get their feast, right? Yeah. That's what I want to see our guys. And if I could take, there might be maybe 200 pieces of film, 30, you know, uh, 10, 15 se- uh, second segments of film that show us getting there. And a lot of times we made tackles as a group. Yeah. And if they squirmed out of it, we got there. Yeah, some of our opponents. <laughs> yeah. We tattooed them pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Because of the fly, and, and I could see the angles. And, and the fly is, works, it's geometry, and I'm not very good at math, but I know it's angles. Yeah. Instead of chasing, as the old school, you chase some kid and everybody's knocking him down and, and coaches are screaming, let him go, let him go. Well, you don't have to do that. We just go to an area. Yeah. So if you go five yards behind, it's where the sweep or the or the or the uh, screen pass will be, and if you go up the field a little bit, it's just these angles. And even the linemen got to get there. Yep. And we go, and then we have a breakdown, and hoorah rah, and then then, yep. we, then we go back and we do it again. Mm-hmm. And there's seven stations. Then we cut it down to five. This year I'm going to do something else. I call it cowboy. You're going to have fun with this. Where I throw a football. And that's where you go. Once the ball's oh, okay. gone. You got to find the ball. You get down, and you, there's your angle, and it'll be near the yeah the landmarks that we go. So that that's kind of fun. Yeah, you know? that is. I believe in a lot of also. I think something is a lot of uh, scouting. Yeah, uh, Bill Belichick again. Bring go, go ahead. I mean, I, well, I was just gonna say you've been in the conference for so long, working with a lot of different teams, and like um, I'm guessing Coach Labuda doesn't change from what he when you were there. Um, a whole lot. So how do you think being in the conference for a while, you know, at Chippewa, at Menominee, has helped kind of build this defense that you think can attack their things that they've been running for the last 15 or so years? Yeah, think about it. When you hunt, it's in yeah. a deer stand, right? And you find the right place you want to be based on your scouting, right? Yeah. Trail, 
and you know droppings all yeah. that stuff you know rut you know how they rub the I, I don't hunt i hunt yeah in california they hunt people by the way <laughs> that's a joke that we have back there. like you know, i i didn't grow up with hunting but yeah but again you know it's just like you got to know where your guys are going where you know where they're at you know what the opponent's doing and i'm a firm believer in that is that you got to know where they're you know hey and the more scouting that you do uh and again getting back to, uh to Bill Belichick, I've been reading a lot on him, and it's, everything is about understanding your opponent, understanding mm -hmm. yourself. What is my strength and what are my limitations? What do I need to get better at? Yeah. Okay, and I believe in that as a coach, and I share this with you. I think I made a mistake last year because probably didn't give you guys enough, like, okay, I, can they do them both? And we were attacking, so a lot of times we had to go in man. Mm -hmm. Well, this year, you know, maybe we can get into some zone. So that we can rest a little bit, because constantly running and man, 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 yeah. it's it's a different deal. So I think I made a mistake, and I, I probably should have had more confidence in you guys, but I didn't know you all that well. Yeah, and maybe we could have stepped in a little bit more and not gotten thrown over the top at critical situations. Uh, mm -hmm. It was only sometimes it was only one play, and it wasn't a long one. It was just a boom, and sometimes we were just gassed. Yeah, uh, there was times that you know. We're out in the field a long time, and it's just the way it was. That's football. No blame mm -hmm. on anybody. It just yeah. it just happens, right? And you still got to buck up. But we did some great things. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing I, I pride myself is getting my whoever's available, the defensive players on the bench, and yep. I listen to you guys. Mm -hmm. Some coaches don't. You know, you guys tell me what's going on. They know they're in. They're in the battle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They know what this guy's in front of him is trying to do, and he's he's holding. Well, don't let him hold you. You know, I mean. Yeah. Not to be sarcastic or anything, but it's like, hey, don't let them hold you. But, you know, hey, they're doing this, coach. I can do this. Well, okay, cool. Then do it. Yeah. Just don't get burnt. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It usually works out. A lot of the times when we come in at halftime, I'll listen to you guys. Yep. You guys tell me where what's what do you think will work and why. I'll problem yeah. solve it and boom. Am I right? Yeah, I think one of the first real experiences that I remember with the varsity football was um, – Cause I got, I was fortunate enough to suit up for one of the games my freshman year, and I didn't get to play, but I got to be in the locker room. And coming back in the locker room at halftime is one of the coolest and craziest deals I've ever seen. Because all the coaches meet and all the players meet, and they're talking. And then once we all come together, the offense breaks off and the defense breaks off. And then it's just all in-game adjustments. And what are you seeing? How do you feel? You know, what do you think will work if they do this? If they do that? If we do this? If we do that? And um, seeing that freshman year and now uh, kind of sitting back and watching Cormac Sampson and Jack Kern and Tyler Nichols try to work through stuff and now I get to be in that, their shoes and trying to work through stuff too it's just a cool cool deal and when we have coaches that understand and know that if um, the players need adjustments that if they know that the players can communicate what needs to be done and that's the best way that they can carry it out I think that's a huge deal. Yeah, it's 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 a military concept, believe it or not. I mean, if you, if you have your generals or your colonels and your people that are at that higher level, and they listen to what's on the ground, yeah, okay, and then they make their adjustment to their battle plan. Well, that's the same thing that I do. You guys are a plethora of information, um, and you know, it's like in the classroom. Even you know, what aren't you guys getting? Yeah. Oh, you're not getting it because okay, cool. Then I'll just readjust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it takes the adult to readjust, a coach to readjust, and that you know. Some people say, well, you can't always listen to kids. Well, I will because they're, they're in the game. And they, he just got smucked because I put him in a position that was compromising. Mm -hmm. And now I'll change that. And we had some great adjustments. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I saw my colleagues and being in the big rivers, you, you said that. Yeah. And they, the, the head coaches would walk off and they'd have this big old grin like they just got away with eating canary. You know? Yeah. They just got away. And I saw them. Laugh, smiling. Oh my gosh! You just see the demeanor. Oh my gosh, we were that close. Yeah. You know, River Falls, we had down. Uh, Superior, we we're right there. We we had them. Yeah. You know, Menominee, thirty-one yards, first yeah. half. When does that happen? Yeah. That was and knowing like you brought up Coach Labuda, he's he he has his big six and he does his things. Yeah. And that's what they'll do. And they're gonna they're gonna beat you on the things that they do well. You know, yeah. Beat your habit again, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know. You know, Rice Lake was a tough game, but we knew we could get that one. North, you know, I feel bad for those kids sometimes because they, they they've haven't won a game in a long time. Not that I want them to beat us, but you know, Chippewa was a battle. Yeah. 
They had big guys, and they run that child abuse offense, I call right? Yeah. The double wing. In the phone booth, football in a phone booth. Yes, and we we, 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 we brought some nice things, seven-man fronts, yeah. some old-school stuff. Yeah. Like Seven Diamond goes back to the 60s and 50s, <laughs> and I brought it in, and we had we have cool cool names for them. You know? Yeah. And come, we, we do a lot. We, we learn Spanish, so being, mm-hmm. being Hispanic is like we go, caballo, you know, yeah. <laughs> chiva, yeah. goat. And, and horse, and, you know, yeah. so, and a lot of our call signals this year are going to be in, in Spanish so that the opponent can't, you know, get fixated on one number or, mm-hmm. yeah. or color. And now they, what? What are they saying? Yeah. So, yeah, that's it, funny. Yeah, we, we have a good time. I, I've had a good time with the boys. It's great to be back at Memorial, you know. I'm just glad that you guys have accepted me there, knowing that I came, oh, yeah. you know, came from Menominee. It's like, yeah. I, 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 I don't like to as a coach place a lot of emphasis on teams that have been historically the nemesis, right? Menominee mm-hmm. has been the nemesis in a lot of people's sides and everybody yeah. that beats them thinks it's their Super Bowl, and they don't do anything after that, actually, you know, yeah. you know, they, that's, they put all their marbles into that. I, I, I don't want, we gotta, you gotta play the games to get to them. Yeah. And we, I mean, gosh, they get they're usually like the last one of the last regular season games yeah. too. If Jack Piper would have cut that interception aside, you guys were in the field to play, we would have won that game. I know it. He just, he just didn't get it. Yeah. You, know, you yeah, see I it think on film. I remember that. Oh my gosh! And it's like I was right there, and it's like, oh, you know, nothing against him. And that, yeah, the game, it's just like and there's all their plays. There's, there's opportunities there that yeah. in a game, in a big game, that mm-hmm. if you don't pick it off, or you, you know, a fumble on the ground, and they get it, not us. Yeah. Or we just miss the quarterback as he throws that ball, and. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, so we clean up some of that. Yeah. And now we're one year more cognitively involved. We understand the playbook. Yeah. We understand my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. So, in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the spring, hopefully. I mean, what what was your what, – what, um, what is the flavor out there of the, of the boys? What do they yeah. think about – I would say right now I think everybody's just excited because we did graduate a lot. We graduated a lot of key role seniors that, you know, on the offense too and on the defense. Um, But that kind of glimpse that we had in Appleton North where it was we had two or we had all of our linebackers were juniors. um, That really – Sam Torno, that was like his first start. Um, Tom had been playing for a while, and we've talked about it before. But – I think everybody's just ready to go in and finally do something. A lot of these guys have kind of been on JV playing their roles and or last year doing their special team roles. And I think guys are realizing that they've had enough time now with COVID and everything that um, if they can get out and finally make an impact their senior year, that that's what they want to do. And I, we got, I think we have something like 22 or 23 seniors this year, and that's a great number to have. And um We'll also have some underclassmen that have been working really hard that could be um, really good role players for us too. So, um, And then now the weight that that's going to happen. And we didn't have contact days, and we couldn't be in the weight room at all this summer. And we've kind of been separated trying to connect you know, via Zoom and our, all Zoom calls and stuff. But um, once we finally get there, I think people will realize that they can cherish this moment. and Because um, Coach Sins has talked about it too where um, – to try to change the mindset from you get to go to practice versus you got to go to practice and having that get to, um, I think that'll change for a lot of guys that wouldn't have if COVID wouldn't happen, especially. And we, mm-hmm. we get, we get this time to work too, you know, and yeah. you, you're kind of working with me on, you know, as, as speed and agility and quickness, which is something new to you guys, different, different way yeah. of approaching it. I'm using sand yeah. you know, volleyball. We did that for the first time. And, and uh, I thought you guys did a really good job. We got to get better, obviously. Mm-hmm. You always got to think, whether you think at the top of your game, mm-hmm. uh, the best of the best always need to get better because yeah. they could just get knocked off real quick. Or yeah. one injury away, you need – so everybody's got to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have time to do that. Yeah. Now that I know the uh, Wagner's is going to allow us to use that their, their, their sand pit there, I thought the, uh, we looked good. And all this stuff is coming from, from where I grew up in California. Uh, they're all on the beach. Uh, pros, uh, high school, uh, so they're all there working on the beach, and now we have a sand pit. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought it was kind of yeah. cool. You still work. Yeah, it's different. Your legs any better or any sore than it normal? Or? No, I thought it was actually better for 
compared to grass where I wasn't as sore because um, we were just in our socks and everything. And I think it, it's less impact on the sand, in my opinion. Maybe it isn't. but Yeah, um, it is. It, it um, I, didn't feel, is. I didn't feel it as much. I did take an ice bath after, though. That's that's always something. good. Yeah, That's important. I, I mean, you know, taking care of your body, you only get one. Yeah. And uh, being, a, being a person that, you know, not to, like, a, I did a lot of abuse and things in my body of being a kid and just yeah. running around and doing things, playing sports. But as a soldier, uh, we don't have the the knee pads like they used to have and all these elbow pads and things that they we had nothing. So yeah, my knees are tweaked, uh, my back is tweaked, but you know, I still I still ranger through, mm-hmm. I hump, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think we got a great nucleus of kids. Uh, you guys are, are I know you you'd be working hard and you are working hard under the circumstances, giving us that more time, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that as well. All right, Coach Diaz, um, back from the third break or the second break here. Um, we wanted to get your thoughts on what might happen for NBA. Let's start NBA because that starts tomorrow, doesn't it? The f- Thursday or Friday? Yeah, I don't even know. 60-day. Yeah. Something like the that. bubble, they're calling it. Do you follow the NBA pretty heavily? Oh, well, the Lakers are my team. Okay. They always have been going back way back to Jerry West. I mean, I'm dating myself. Dang. Shaq and Kobe, God bless him. You know, and all the great teams they've had way back then. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he played for them. Will yeah. Chamberlain. So, yeah, I like uh, basketball during the playoffs, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, sometimes I watch a big game on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, that's going on. Um, but I'm glad they're coming back. Yeah. I, hope, I hope that the players have discipline and stay out of uh, society because they're the yeah, ones that can Yeah, I don't think they can leave. That's... I think they're just there. And um, There's a 76ers player, I forget his name, who's actually doing vlogs, and I haven't been able to watch him yet. I don't know if you guys have. But that's actually getting pretty big, and he's got – he started with zero subscribers on YouTube and just started these YouTube vlogs of like the daily life of these NBA guys. Good. And um, it's picked up steam. I think he's up to like four hundred fifty thousand YouTube subscribers. And um, but yeah, I think it it would be cool and interesting. Well, to... Think about it. Look at the money that they're making. Yeah. If somebody's paying me twenty million dollars or whatever the amount might be. Yeah. To play a game that they love, right? And say, okay, but you have to stay in the complex and you cannot go anywhere else and you're going to be away from your family and think I would say yes yeah because you're playing the game that you love mm-hmm. you're getting an absurd amount of money yeah, yeah. so let's be disciplined guys mm-hmm. this is this is for the betterment of the country yeah not so much the betterment of basketball we need sports that's yeah. what we are any kind of sport whether it's skiing whether it's yeah you know diving anything I mean mm-hmm. People have those niches that they're involved in, right? They yeah. love them. They played it. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they're disciplined. I, I worry about, you know, like in football, you know, what's going to happen there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things. Uh, but basketball, I'm glad it's coming back. Yeah. I'll be watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Normally, I. I wouldn't be watching during the normal season, you know, like a lot of games, but. It'll be quick, too, because I think it's like a pool play type of deal and then it's playoffs right away. Yeah. So it'll be, it's, it's going to be a quick turnaround for those guys, too. And, quick turnaround for baseball with the 60 games i mean every game is going to count for these guys so i'm excited the baseball's coming back you know i mean that's that my father-in-law is 80 years old he lives in a house that we're not add on to our house that we built for him uh so he didn't have to go to a nursing home or anything like that yeah. assisted living we wanted him nearest but he loves baseball he's a brewer fan that's what he watches yeah. right uh now that's coming back i hope that they do the right thing you mm-hmm. know Stay yep. in the complex. Don't leave. Yeah. You know, don't subject your teammates again, getting back to being selfish. Yeah. You know, uh, we already know the millennials can be that way, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just, yeah. that's the nature of the beast. That's, I mean, as a teenager and as a young adult, I was yeah. selfish as all heck. Mm-hmm. We, we got to get disciplined. We got to say, okay, what's more important? Right now, sports for the world, period, yeah. I think is important. Even if they have those fake people out there in the stage you see those <laughs> yeah i want one of those <laughs> little cardboard cutouts little cardboard cutouts so basketball coming back baseball coming back and then we're at the precipice of football yeah right making this uh possibly coming back i look at it i knew that um it was going to be a different football season because i'm a premium ticket holder for the packers i get oh you are i get 20 tickets per game and I, sometimes i get two games at uh, premier 
high edge, oh, great nice. thirty yard line, looking yeah. right at him on the Packers sidelines, right? Nice. And that's due to my my little organization that I run. And uh, when they said, "Well, we canceled all that," I said, "Oh my goodness, that means I don't know, that, you know, how are they going to do social distancing? How many people? Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. family and friends. Yeah. And then yeah. you have the fake roar, so to speak. Yeah." Yeah, it was weird to see um, the NASCAR. I watched the NASCAR race this weekend, and they had fans there. I don't know how many they let in, but um, not much social distancing going on. They were masked up, but, like, after the race, they were all on the fence, and it was the first race back where you could really see and hear the fans. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was cool to see and, um, and, like, good for the drivers to get after the race, and they can hear applause and whatever. But um, I just didn't didn't think that they – um, approached it with social distancing as much uh-huh. as they should have. Yeah, yeah um, they, there's a lot of people not doing very well because of this virus. Yeah, and, and congregated. You know, it's unfortunate they congregate like that, and yeah, people don't know. We don't know where we've been. Yeah, right. It could yeah. be at the grocery store for that matter, and it mm-hmm. jumped on you. That's yeah. what I call it. it. Jumps on you, and then, oh, yeah. You share it with somebody else. You might not get it, but who knows? It's mm-hmm. it's hard to trace. Um, so. But at least, you know, they're trying to make the comeback. They're doing the best, you know, I mean, they're doing the best they can. But yeah. uh, it's hard to for, uh, in, to enforce the mask and stuff. It becomes, yeah. are you going to be selfish or not? Whether you believe in it or not, let, let's just do it because that's that's what we need to be doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, science tells us that. Um, I mean, being a, a Christian myself, I, I and not to get biblical here, but I believe God put science allow the human being to, to, to be scientists and yeah. all this stuff so that we could use it in a good way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get into all that, you know, the philosophy stuff about that, but yeah, we just need to do the right thing so we can get back on track. And there'll be a vaccine soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to be on a trial, to be honest with you. Really? I say you can volunteer, but we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sports are coming back. Yeah, they are. Are you a Dodgers fan then, too? I've always been a Dodgers okay. fan. You know, been Scully way they're, back in the they're day. They're stacked this year. Yes. They're good. Yeah, they they yeah they picked up some good guys, yeah. didn't they? But it still doesn't get them to win, though. I, I know. Mean, you still got to win the, the, yep. you know, the seven-game series when you're there, and they've fallen short. Uh, I hope they don't pitch uh, their big stud. Um, Kershaw. Kershaw first. Yeah. It's been like a, a, a bad omen for them. Yeah. Every time he pitches first, he gets whomped, and they don't do well during the series. So <laughs> I guess the last time, even though they lost, they uh, pitched him later, and he won. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, well, call it what it is. The Dodgers have choked when they've been there. So are you a pa- you're a Packers fan then, too? Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you were like a Chargers fan. I'm a Ram whatever. fan. Okay. Heart, but when they went to St. Louis, uh, I didn't follow them as much. Yeah. But now they're back, they're back in. I follow yeah. them. Yeah. It's right there in Carson, right next to my hometown. Nice. Wilmington and Carson, right there. And I, that's where I first played Pop Warner football. Was at Carson. So yeah, it's it's kind of cool that it's yeah. right there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like wow, you know. But yeah, I'm a Packer fan. I I do work for them, by the way. Yeah. What? Could you talk a little bit about well, that? Well, every year they have a youth coaching clinic, and I'm a part of their their instructional staff. Right. Okay. Give me 200 bucks, I get a check that says Green Bay Packers. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. And uh, so I go there, and I and I either coach in the Hudson Center or I, or I present. Okay. I present this year. I presented uh, our three-three stack defense, and that was kind of cool. And, yeah. You know, so I go there usually, and I speak. We go to the atrium, and they feed us. Oh my gosh, it's great. Yeah. The food that they give you there. To, so maybe I can get you guys there next year. Yeah, that'd and be cool. Me, you guys, you guys can be the whatever position I coach. You can. Uh, so is it just girls. coaches that are there then, and then you yeah, have youth coaches, and you have high school, or, the high school coaches from the area all over the state of Wisconsin. You know, a lot of Hall of Famers too come in and they speak. Okay. So they get a fifty-minute uh, presentation mm-hmm. twice. Then we go nice. to the Hudson Center and we do drills, and it's all for the youth coaches. You know, and it's free. Wow. Yeah. So I've been doing this since two thousand eight. I've been I've been doing this for them, and um, also my little organization. The Packers sent my organization to the NFL flag national tournaments in Orlando twice. Nice. Yeah, all expenses paid. Nice. Uh, That's cool. We didn't fare as well there because you look at those kids, and my son was saying that, Dad, you see this kid that was on that team? Yeah, but he's now in major college. He's top five recruit yeah. in the nation. Right? It's like, whoa, really? Yeah. But they all play five on five flag. Okay. And it's it's an interesting game. A lot of rules that you have to adjust. It's not like two handed touch. Yeah. 
but we got to go there and we stayed in the, the Disney hotel area uh, and one mm. of their theme parks area it was great uh, and then we that's we, cool we played on uh, we got to go to let the, the unveil the flag one year and all of us standing there for hours waiting and then we go out there let the flag go and then they started yeah. came this close to all the players the kids had more fun with that I, I I'm not a, a I don't go after players like that right I yeah. was like ah Maybe because I'm old. I never have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, I just look at a human being as a human being, right? You know, if they're a great ball player, that's a gift that they got. Yeah. Um, but the kids loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. they got to see all the all-stars yeah. right there. And then when we were playing in a game, in our games, right, we'd have these, it's a three-game tournament, and then you move to the playoffs. Players are out there on the sideline with the kids. That's cool. You know, they're just walking around. Then they have all the, you know, all their little obstacle courses and yeah. dodgeball and all the things that they do mm-hmm. right there in, in the complex where it's the um, ESPN complex there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the where the, the guys that's are cool. at right now. So yeah, got to do that, taking a team to to Boston uh, of mixed players from Eau Claire and Menominee, and they won a tournament, an NFL flag in Boston of 160 teams. That's pretty sweet. And got, we got these little miniature trophies, rings. Mm. We got all this stuff. <laughs> like, whoa. It was a great time, though. You know, was, yeah. and I, I, once I retire from high school sports, that's what I'm going to do is just, you know, be a part of NFL flag and, mm-hmm. and bring tackle back into our our community. Yeah. Right now we had a tackle team last year that played in Minnesota. We were 8-2. and two. So that's pretty good for a bunch of Eau Claire kids. Like that, young kids or uh, like were, a summer? What do you mean? 14 and under. Okay. Actually, like these were twelve. Excuse me, seventh graders. Like they a travel. Played. Yeah, they traveled to to um, uh, it's, to a, it's somewhere in Minnesota. There's different places that they go. Yeah. Okay. From uh, what's next to Hudson? Uh, the city next to Hudson starts. Somerset. Summer. No, no, in in Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I forget <laughs> it. It lost my mind. But it, the point is that they go to these different venues. Woodbury. Woodbury. They played at. They played at Blaine, they, you know, the yeah. different places you guys might have traveled for basketball, maybe that way. Yeah. Okay, so they go there, and they, and they play every weekend. They they were 8-2. Yeah. That's, That's pretty cool. good for a bunch of kids that don't have football tackle. Mm. Yeah. So they got together, they and they follow Heads Up, and they follow USA Football, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. We're going to learn at hawk tackling this year, too. Keep the head out, right? So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a trainer in that. I'm certified as one of their coaches and, and Heads Up. Yeah. And I teach hawk tackling to kids. Mm-hmm. So. I remember um, my first years of uh, Pop Warner football, you could call it, that down at the Y. Um, fifth grade, I think, Coach Diaz was the one that gave me my helmet and uh, taught us the heads-up um, tackling thing. Yeah, remember that. You gave the uh, speech on concussions and stuff like that, too. So, yeah, that was my first experience with Coach Diaz. So You know, the craziness about all that is that we're going back to old-school tackling. Head in the eighties, head down. In the in the eighties, it, it was like it was an emphasis to lead with your head. Okay, in the seventies and sixties, it was all shoulder. Okay, I mean the head would get in there, yeah, know, at times, but for the most part, they, you know that's the way they were taught with yeah. shoulder tackling. Now we're back mm-hmm. to shoulder tackling. Again. Yeah, and now we're doing it with hawk tackling, which is, you know, near hip, near shoulder, right? So I'm hitting here. If I'm hitting on Grant, I'd be hitting this one to here. Yeah, my head's behind him. Still mm-hmm. making the play, and then you allegory to Rome. So yeah. it, it's it's changed, yeah. and I'm really glad that we've changed because concussion is uh, a big thing, and mm-hmm. we've gotten better at it. Yeah, you know, moms are powerful. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to concussion. You know, yeah, you know, and I also teach at their um, their parents' day. I'm, uh, I teach a station to teach heads up tackling there, mm-hmm. and they have this big thing the Packers put on, and moms and dads go and they learn from their medical staff. Mark Murphy comes out. They always have a coach come out and speak. Yeah. And so it's it's been a great, great run with that, and I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, Coach Sins got to speak this year, got him involved. Mm-hmm. I was his videographer for that. But yeah, yeah, good. But see, he did a great job, yeah. too. I, I, I don't really like that, but uh, I, I did okay. I had my PowerPoint stuff. I'll get better. Anything else you want to talk about? or? No, I, I just just excited to be here with you guys. Yeah. You know, share a little bit what what I'm all about. Um, I'm glad to be at Memorial. Finally back yeah. at the school. You know, I've been around some. You know, in 2014, I believe it is when they had the last conference title. 
I don't even know. Yeah, I was on that staff. At Memorial? Yeah. I don't know. There's something Coaching about... defense or what? Uh, I was on the offensive end, I believe. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it, there in Menominee was like three titles there. Chippewa won. Um, Regis, it was four. Uh, Thorpe, we were in the playoffs. A lot of, lot of playoff appearances at yeah. baseball teams. Uh, so a lot of success. So mm-hmm. I, I, I want to bring that to you guys. Yeah. What my experience there. Not just from one team, but from a host of teams. Yeah. Some people in Wisconsin hold that to kind of look at you like, well, you've been all over the place. Yeah. I go, well, because I like learning. I like, you know. Yeah. Sometimes just the way things happen in life, it doesn't mean that I just jump up and leave and quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes things things change, and I had to, like, you know, coming to Memorial was a, was a change because uh, it was hard for me to drive every day. Yeah. And then I'd see you guys on the uh, on campus, players from Memorial, and, and your purple on. And I couldn't wear the maroon, maroon at the time yeah. because I'm, you know, that's just no, that's taboo, right? <laughs> but now I get to wear my stuff, yeah, my in-school stuff. And there's a lot to be said about that. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about your school colors. I believe in that. Yeah, I believe that you represent your family, your school name, your colors, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And when you do that, it's like me wearing my black beret and my stripes. You know, my E5 stripes. Those things are important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to get back to that. Building character calls for you to adhere to a set of rules and groups and mores that, that that you know, keep you on the track. And, and you know, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like being there because on Fridays we can just mm-hmm. just get ready to go and we're all pumped and we're seeing each other. So yeah. it hasn't been that way in a lot of my career, other than when I was a head coach. Teaching this this is good. good. Yeah, excited. Yeah, thank you for coming on to the podcast today. I'm so glad we finally made it happen, and uh, um, just a big thank you to Coach Diaz again for coming on and sharing some of those cool stories. Bet.